Welcome to the Go Lead Everything podcast. Do you aspire to become the best leader you can be? Then come along with me and GLE. Faith, love, integrity, courage. Four key values of great leaders all around the world. I'm Phil Swanson, and I'm on a mission to bring you leaders from all walks of life and arm you with the tools and mindset to lead effectively in whatever you are called to do. Are you ready? Because it's time to go lead everything. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to GLE. Got a real treat for you today. This is a gentleman that I had the pleasure to meet a couple years back, and um, it's a funny story how we met. I met this gentleman, Joe Nary, at one of the Realty Simplified LLC events with our buddy Nicole Kungavi. Uh, my brother-in-law, Moses Garcia, had told me about these real estate events, and he and I were always talking real estate and business, and you know, I'd, I'd been thinking about getting into it, and you know, it was one of those things where I was thinking of Bradley's comments, you know, the more hands you shake, the more money you make. So I'm like, man, I got to go to these events. They're on Saturdays. And back then, you know, I was just a, you know, a nine to five guy. So, you know, I'm like, man, I go, go work on a Saturday morning, you know, it's dipping into my, my personal time a little bit, but, uh, I go to this event and, and Joe's there and he gets up and, and speaks a little bit. And he was a really, really impressive speaker an impressive guy, very impactful. And we were on a break and I remember this vividly because this is why I felt drawn to Joe originally because he, he validated an idea that I've been questioning for a long time because I'd heard of this infinite banking concept and becoming your own bank. And it was one of those things, you know, you, you kind of hear about it and I thought it was too good to be true. And I questioned it and never really like dug into it that much. And um, that topic came up and uh, I was listening to Joe talk about it and I had never met anybody that had done it or, uh, you know, was really familiar with it. So I was, it kind of excited me. I'm like, man, this guy, you know, he not only knows it, but he does it. And, uh, I was like, I got to learn more about Joe and what he's doing. So, uh, thrilled to have you on the show today, Joe, and share with the GLA. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it, man. You're doing, man. You got a great voice for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. I have a good, I have a good, uh, boy, I have a good face for radio, huh? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> No, so, uh, yeah, I remember that day. Uh, I remember talking about it. Well, the, for the most part, whenever I talk about that topic, um, nobody really knows about it. So it almost goes over yeah. most people's head, you know? And oh, that sure. was just one of those events where uh, when everybody's in that mindset where we're kind of like looking at real estate and looking at finance and looking at different ways to, uh, to accumulate wealth, you know, like you're open to that, but for the most part, I don't get, you know, like, it's always like, what, what are you talking about? You know? But <laughs> so I, I, I'm now I'm almost to like, Hey, if you want to learn it, there's a bunch of videos here and then I send them <laughs> to the videos. And when they're done watching it, call me if you're interested, you know? Yeah. Well, I tell you what, man, we got, you know, we got a lot to talk about. Cause I, I actually shared this with, uh, with my network in a previous podcast episode where I was giving some, some tips and sharing them out. And this was one of them, you know, just, just really looking into and understanding, uh, life insurance better. And, um, you know, just, just what exactly it's all about. Cause you know, there's all sorts of different opinions on it. We'll, we'll talk about it and in, in get into details here in a little bit, but I want to hear more about you, man, and your background. Cause you know, you, I know you're from the Philippines, you came over yeah. at 12 years mm -hmm. old, 
you know, sh- share a little bit about you and who you are okay. with our audience, so, uh, man. So uh, I was born and raised in the Philippines, um, a very, very small island. Uh, it's called Camigan Island. You can actually walk around it in a, in a day. Okay, so I grew up with like uh, being on the beach, you know, mountain beach, rainforest. That was like my childhood. Uh, I came to the United States when I was 12 years old, lived in New York for a couple of years. I mean, imagine living in that island and then going to New York and then just seeing all these massive buildings. It was like a culture shock for me, right? So I lived there for a couple of years. And then uh, my mom's brother lived in Houston. So she decided to um, move here and take the whole family here. So I ended up moving to Houston, automatically living in Clear Lake. And I've been here uh, ever since. And I try to visit as much as I can. So for the most part, I actually, after that, I went to college there. For a few years, so that was a good learning experience for me. College and then in the I Philippines, came back, yeah, oh, in wow. Asia, the Philippines, yeah, crazy. So I spent about four years there, and my mom thinks it was a waste because <laughs> yeah, she paid for, for the whole thing, and I basically just kind of like party there, and I didn't really finish school <laughs> over there. But uh, but to me, that was a great great. Uh, just learning that street smarts, right? Like just being by yourself, you know? So I always tell people like, if you get a chance to just get away because sometimes your parents love you and they, they, they want to do everything for you, but it's actually not the best. I guess you could say like, I've never learned the value of money like growing up, you know? Does that make sense? So it's like, everything is given to you. And then I have to kind of, uh, take that back right because uh you're, you're, you're everything is given to you you don't really understand it so you don't know what, what money is you know you don't right. know the value of it you don't know how to manage it you just you don't understand it so so that helped me right that helped me that whole that whole uh, experience just living there like understanding that and then coming back and then finishing college over here yeah uh went to u of h actually when i came back i uh I worked in the restaurant for a long time. I was in the hospitality industry for a long time. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I served, I bartended, I did all of that. And it wasn't until my late, my, my uh, early 30s when I decided to go to college. And it wasn't really until this past um, 10 years where I really got down into the finance part. Mm-hmm. I've always liked finance. I've always liked real estate. I, like, I started probably in my early 20s, but I didn't really know what I was doing. I'm, I'm curious, what do your parents do? So my, 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 uh, my mom is a nurse. My whole family's are nurses. If you, if you look at, uh, most Filipinos are nurses, like everybody. Oh, really? I was a nurse. I was in nursing school, like uh-huh. growing up, like my mom was like, you need to be a nurse. You need to be the nurse and engineer, you know? So it's kind of like one of those Asian things where you're either going to be a doctor or you're going to be in the medical field, right? Medical field or like some sort of engineer, you know? Right. So. I was pushed towards that, that, um, my mom. So going back to my mom, my mom's a nurse, my sisters, I'm all families and nurses. Even my wife is a nurse. And, uh, my dad, my dad was in, um, grew up in, uh, in politics. Like his family was in politics in the Philippines. Oh, wow. So that's, yeah, that's, that was kind of like the, their background. So, but my mom really wanted to take us out of that environment and bring us here and educate us here. So that's why we went to the States. That's so why we, we, uh, we migrated to, to the United States for like a better life, I would say. Yeah, cool. Very cool. So 
you were mentioning about real estate and how, you know, it's one of those things that you're kind of aware of, but maybe, maybe don't really get, you know, kind of elaborate more on, on the real estate side of things and how you, how you got into real estate originally. So originally when I went to the Philippines, I went to school there. Uh, I met one of my best friends is still in the Philippines right now. His name is Brian. Right. So he gave me a book. Okay. He gave me a book and if you're in the real estate industry, I'm sure everybody knows what this book is. It's like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki, right? So read that book, read it in like two days. And I'm like, wow, you know, <laughs> uh, you could say like it changed my life because it yeah. completely veered me from, from going in this direction of, of uh, I guess, um, getting a job, right? Like get, going going to college, the, the basic stuff that people teach you, you know? Yeah. Like you go, you go, you go to, you go to school, you do good grades then you go to college, you get a degree, you find a, you know, a good job, whatever field that is. And then you, you save money. Yeah. I mean, that sounds higher, like, it sounds you know? like you so, grew up in a, in a family environment, you know, from your culture. Yeah. That, that's, that's yeah. what you were taught, you know? Yeah. This is what you do. So, so I mean, you, nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah, that's, exactly, I mean what, right? what I do <laughs> just after that book, it's like, it just completely like opened my mind to all of that. So I started pursuing that probably in my early twenties, but like I said, it's, it's without guidance or without understanding anything, without having any mentors, it was very, very difficult. Just breaking the barrier, mm-hmm. you know, just getting through that, um, getting past like all the, um, the programming of everything right, that you had from, from your, your kid. So I had to break that down. I meaning I had to like read a lot of books, uh, just changing the belief systems. You know, that, that was really the main thing, just breaking that down and understanding what it takes to, uh, to be successful, you know? So, yeah. So after he gave me that book, changed my life and I started going to the, that real estate path, man. And then it took me, it took me to where I am right now. So so where, I mean, where in real estate did you like, so you read this book and it, it like opened your mind, you know, that, that book is just a, a classic, right? So many people have been yeah, it's a classic, by, huh? by Robert and, and, and I've definitely read it for sure. And, and, um, you know, really good insights in there. When, when you got into real estate and started, you know, you started learning, like how did you start? What was like your first deal? I'm trying to look back. Okay, first deal. Uh, so when, when I was when I started this business, like I said, I didn't know anything, right? So I tried a bunch of different things, and I spent a bunch of money paying for this, paying for that, figuring out. I mean, of course, that's not the only book that I've read in real estate. I read a, right. a bunch of books in real estate, but eventually, I got in this group in the Rich Club where um, the I think their charge at that time was like fifteen thousand for like a mentorship, you know. So I paid them fifteen grand got a mentorship and that really elevated my game as far as like understanding like the the legalities of it and just like the 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 marketing aspect like how to get deals right so i was able to get deals but the problem the next hurdle is like how do you close the deals <laughs> you know so i was able to like i was knocking on doors for a couple of years like maybe like two years just knocking on doors putting bandit signs out there and understanding like hey when somebody makes a call, what do you say? And then and after that, you go to the appointment. And then when you go to the appointment, you know, you evaluate the house. And I was, and then just closing that deal, but I was stuck there, you know? So after that, I started 
looking for people that were already successful in the business. Mm -hmm. And I started talking to them and asking them if I can work for free, basically. So That's a good strategy. Huh? That's a great strategy. Yeah. So I, I started working for free, meaning I will get deals for you. Just take me to the appointments, you know, right? And then we'll we'll figure out like the cuts, right? You know, like sometimes I think at that time they were paying me like three percent, you know, of of the of the deal. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that, man. I was knocking on doors, and that's how I got my first deal, you know. And at that at my first deal, I probably made like ten thousand, but the other guy made like sixty. Yeah, right. But at that, at that time, I didn't care, you know. I was like, yeah. I just wanted to like, uh, I just wanted to learn, right? Sure. And, and I think after that part is where I really understood how to close the deal, you know, because mm-hmm. this guy was just good, like his body language, the way he approached everything, you know, like I just started paying attention. Like I would just sit there and watch him, you know? Yeah. I would just watch him talk. I would watch him like from, from where he, when he got out of his car all the way, we would spend like two to three hours with these people, you know? Right. And, and just kind of like really understanding their problem, right? Because at the end of the day, we're trying to solve a problem for somebody, you know? Sure. So, so what you just what yeah. you just described to me, Joe, like it, it just, it stands out to me as the perfect example of your different options in the world, right? You, you can go to school and get a job, you know, that that's all good stuff. You can do the entrepreneur thing and figure it out on your own. It may, you know, you may make some mistakes. It may cost you money you know, a little more money to do that or whatever, or you can really seek out people that have done what you want to do and, and figure out how to learn from them. And you can do that from books, right? You can do that from podcasts, you know, that's kind of yeah. free, free ways to do it. But you know, the best way, kind of what you're saying, you know, if, if you're willing to do it, find somebody who's willing to mentor you and just get around them, you know? No, hundred percent, man. I mean, it's actually not that hard now that I look back, you know, it's like, if you're willing to do the work, like I said, I didn't care. I was after the knowledge. I wasn't after the money, you know, in the beginning and the money just kind of came right after I learned everything. Right. But the the knowledge that you get from somebody that's been doing it for a long time is priceless, you know, And, and not a lot of people will do that. You know, like you can approach somebody and most people will do it. Like even now, you know, now I help as much people as I can. I'm always open to like, hey, if I have somebody that wants to learn, they'll call me and I'll tell them everything I know, you know, and it's just up to them to implement it. But mm-hmm. but the problem is 99% of people <laughs> won't do it, you know. Right, right. So you have to kind of learn how to to um, to filter people out, you know, so. Now in the beginning, especially with, with, with anything, right? I just tell him that, Hey, this is not hard. This, this is super hard, you know, and I'll give him a task that that's, that's hard to, to, to accomplish, you know, and see if they can, they're going to do it. And then most people will try for one day, but it's not for me, you know? Right. So it just right. kind of filters people out, but yeah, man, like you have to be willing to do whatever it takes, you know, to, to, to be successful, especially when, when I, I don't really look for like, uh, what do you call it? The, I don't really think of plan B, right? Like it's like, this is it. This is, this is what I want to go. This is, this is the direction that I'm going to. And that, that's where I'm going. Right. So there's really no like, Oh, if this happens, you know, like I'm gonna, 
yeah, I can get a, a job, I guess, if I want to, you know, I have, a, I have a college degree, but I don't want to, you know, so. Right. Yeah, yeah, man. I think that's a common thing amongst entrepreneurs is, is especially the successful ones is they don't, they don't have a plan B, you know, they, they yeah. go all in and you know, they might fail, whatever they're, they're still going to keep going toward whatever they want to do. Right. And, um, yeah, you know, that it, it takes a unique personality, right. To, uh, to do that. And I mean, yeah, dude, I mean, look at you, man. Like you're, you're an engineer and now you have, you have your own podcast. Come on, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. Right? Like you, you could either say, Hey, I'm, I'm good with being an engineer, but obviously like, you're like, okay, maybe there's something missing a little bit that I want to go this route, you know? Yeah, for sure. You know, and, and, um, you were actually the one that introduced me to the Burr model, I think if I remember uh -huh. correctly. And, um, for those that don't know the Burr model, you know, I know you leverage this strategy now. I don't know if, are you doing other than like single family deals? Are you doing multifamily stuff too? Like, like what's your approach to uh, real estate and, and teach people what the Burr model is if they're not familiar so, so with the it? The Burr model is, is, I mean, anybody can, you guys can look at it. I mean, I, I'll try to explain it as briefly as possible. And then you guys, if, if somebody like, wants to dig deeper, like there's tons of videos on it and, and YouTube and you can go to like bigger pockets and, and look at, you know, step by step, but it's basically, um, buy rehab, uh, rent refinance, and then repeat. Right. So you buy the house, you fix it up and then you, you rent it out and then you refinance it. It sounds simple, but there's also different ways, like as far as like, Hey, there's, um, evaluating the property, right? Making sure the numbers work out, you know, making sure right. that, Hey, you are paying the right price to where the actual burst strategy works. Cause there's times where it doesn't work. You know, there's right. times because the goal is to actually refinance the property at, let's say 70 to 80% to where you, the, the, the whole cost of rehabbing the property and purchasing it is within that, that 70 to 80% uh, range of what the, the property value is. So that you can pull all your money back, yeah, yeah. You broke up a little bit there, so you know if I if I heard you right, you know you buy the property, you remodel it, so you're investing some money into it, you rent it out, then you go back to the bank and say, hey, look, I'm you know I'm going to refinance this house, and you and you pull all your all of your initial investment back out, so you basically got zero money into the deal, and you've got a cash flow and rental property. And yeah, you go do it again, right? You yeah. repeat it. Yeah. And you repeat it. Yeah. That's crazy. So like when I heard about that, you know, that, that was one of those things too. When I first heard about it, I'm like, that sounds too good to be true. Like you can't do that. It almost sounds illegal. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was the same way for me, you know, in the beginning I'm like, okay, well, but if you, if you run the numbers, right. Cause at the end of the day, it comes down to the numbers, you know? Right. Um, it comes down to the numbers. You run it directly, and then you're good. Like you have a you have a cash flow. It's moving. You know, a property is producing cash flow, and at the same time, you're pulling all your money out. You know, so yeah. you can technically let, let's say if you have like thirty thousand dollars, you can technically buy, let's say a hundred properties with, with uh, with thirty grand because you're just recycling it, doing it over and over and over. You know, I yeah. have a buddy right now that he's. He, you know, because at the beginning too, like another thing, when you have like, for example, if you have a W-2 job, it's a lot easier because you're bankable, you know, that was kind of like, I guess you could say my mistake when I first started is uh, I work, 
I got my first three properties and then I quit my job, you know, <laughs> where I shouldn't have done that. But I was like, okay, I was still anxious to like get, get on it, you know, so I quit my job. So I just sat wholesaling there for a little bit, you know. Can yeah, man, that's, 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 uh, that's something that that's important, right? You gotta, you gotta know as you know, if, if your goal is to get out of a W2 job, you really gotta, you gotta know your exit strategy and, and like, yeah, you know, yeah. That's that's an important thing for sure. Absolutely. But yeah, that bird model is cool. And you know, when you think about the Cardone Capitals, or I had a buddy Rohan Jahar who who founded JT Capital. He's over in Austin now, doing large like multifamily deals. They do that same sort of thing, right? Where they you know they're they're buying a property that um, they can invest a little money into, raise the rent, and potentially you know pay back all their investors, and still have you know ownership you know those investors still have ownership in that property and still be making money off it for years right well yeah they have all their investment back plus plus some maybe yeah right no yeah i've had a couple of buddies that actually like one of my buddies right now like he's trying to get me into uh tackling this 50 unit in austin but i i kind of you know told him like hey i'm not ready for that yet (laughs) because uh sure he has a couple of friends there. I'm not sure. Maybe they're related to uh, one of your friends. Cause you said your friend is in Austin, right? Yeah. He's on the podcast. He, his first deal was 300 units. That's wow. his first real estate deal he did. Yeah. And he, but he did what you did. He found somebody that was in the business and said, Hey man, I'm going to work for you for free and I want to learn. And that that's how he got his start. Just like you. Right. And what basically yeah. what he said is like, a real estate deal is a real estate deal is a real estate deal. It's basically yeah. the same amount of work, no matter what size it is. It's, it's the same. Yeah. It's pretty much the same process. Um, you know, it just, obviously there's more, there's more uh, quantity or scope, I guess, to rehabbing and things like that when you're doing yeah. like large multifamily stuff. But you know, he's like, it's pretty much the same deal and the numbers all pretty much work the same. So, yeah. uh, you know, I thought that was really interesting because what like, for me, it's, it's like, oh, you know, I, I'm kind of like you. It's like, well, I don't know if I'm ready for some big multifamily thing, right? But then no, it, it kind of challenged my thought process a little bit. I'm like, huh. No, no, no. I agree. I agree with that 100%. So wh- when I realized that, I started looking into multi-units now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So now, so I took a little break from it. So during the COVID time, but but whenever I come get back to this, I'm just going to focus on, on multi-units. The cash flow is just so much better, you know? Yeah. So this whole COVID situation kind of like changed my entire schedule as far as just everything, you know, it, sure. it pointed me huh? like everybody else. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. So I was, I was, I was doing, um, I think at the beginning of this, I was doing about seven rehabs all at once. And I just got caught like, right, right as that whole pandemic happened to where I'm like trying to sell three properties and I'm like, man, what the heck? Everything just stopped, you know? Right. So I had to kind of change my plan as far as like, okay, where is the opportunity right now? You know? So it, it took me to the stock market. <laughs> there you go. You into crypto? It took me to the stock market. So I got, I got really deep for like two months, just like figuring out like everything, you know? So now like a, a big, not a big time, but maybe like four hours of the day, I, I, I allocate towards that part, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Good for you, man. So, so that, that's what I've been doing. Like I'm, I'm trying to manage a couple other, this project in Rosenberg and I got two in Angleton that we're building from the ground up. But, um, and then the rest of the time, well, in the beginning in the morning, I'm usually like looking at the markets, you know, looking at uh, blockchain and, you know, all kinds of other, other, other fun stuff. <laughs> that's cool, man. Have, have you uh, gotten into crypto? Oh yeah. I am deep, 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 deep into crypto right now. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Cool. How about you? I haven't, man. How about you? I haven't gotten into it. I have some buddies that have, some have done well, some have, you know, maybe not done so well, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. Yeah. I like I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm deep into crypto right now, man. I've actually, that's, I've that's, heard horror stories. Huh? I've heard horror stories huh? of, I've heard horror stories of people who, you know, are like sitting there looking at their, um, their Bitcoins. Right. Uh-huh. And just watching someone drain them. Oh my God. And like, and like they can't do a thing about it because it's not regulated. I mean, it's like the wild, wild west. It is. It and, is. And they're sitting there, you know, with like, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in bitcoins and just literally watching them go to zero. Like, and they can't. Is there, do a thing is there about some it. of your friends or what? Yeah, just somebody I know, but you can do well. <laughs> they've, they've, yeah, lots yeah, of people yeah. have done really well. No, you just have to have it, an right? exit strategy. You know, like I have like price targets and I'll, I'll, I'll take them out, you know? Sure. But, uh, I've been, I've been kind of busy, like understanding that world, you know? So, so I think that that's a huge bomb you just dropped right there is you've got like, whatever you're doing, you always need to know your exit strategy. Yes. That is such, like, I think you, so many you people got, you have to have one. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it so kind of goes back to like just, just being ready, right? Like like I wasn't ready for the pandemic. Nobody is ready. Who would have thought that they were going to like stop the entire the world was just going to no. stop, you know? Right. So now understanding that hey, that's possible. I got to have multiple sources of income. So I started focusing into like other asset class that can produce like daily, you know, if not weekly income for me, you know? So that's how I got deep into the side and then what started happening was I, my returns were like exponentially better in the stock market in this, this whole year. You can say it's a blessing in disguise, but I don't know. So what, what I'm doing right now, I'm focusing a lot of time here, but eventually when I can exit this and whatever profit I made for this is going back to real estate, you know? Sure. Yeah. It's, it's all going back to real estate. So. Yeah, man. Multiple sources of income is key. And having the exit strategies key. Let's chat a little bit about this becoming your own bank stuff, because it's really an interesting topic. And, you know, I know, you know, probably don't want to get into a ton of detail necessarily today, but you know, it, it's fascinating me, right. The, the concept from the start, like when I heard about it and was like, what you can, you can actually, you can actually like do what the Rothschilds and all these big bankers do. And, you know, in a way, right. It's not exactly the same thing, but you know, it kind of blew me away and I thought it was too good to be true. So, you know, share with our listeners a little bit about how, you know, a properly structured whole life insurance policy can actually give you an asset that can be accessed and, you know, used for deals. In, or, or all sorts of things. Right. And, and, and keep yeah. money in the family, right. Keep money in the family tax-free for generations. Yeah. So uh, like, like, I mean, you said it perfectly, right. When, when, when you listen to this and you're like, 
this is too good to be true. You know, that was basically my first, um, my, my reaction to it when I first discovered it. But it comes down to like, like I said, in the beginning, when you have that mindset of kind of like you're in a search in a way, mm-hmm. you know, you're constantly searching or having your mind open to different ideas and just kind of like looking at it from, I guess, without any judgment, I would say, because everybody has that, that, that uh, their life automatically, you know, goes over their head, right? So yeah, I, I discovered this. Um, I think six, six, seven years ago. You know, I looked at it. Um, uh, I, I looked into it. I researched it a little bit. I read the book uh, by Nelson Nash, "Becoming Your Own Banker," and then I started uh, looking online of who I can find in Houston that uh, that teaches this stuff. Again, yeah, you're looking, you're flight. looking for somebody yeah, that knows a, the stuff. You're looking for someone that's doing it. Like, yeah, that, that is such stuff, an important like, thing. I want to get on this. Yeah. I want to get on this like right now, you know? So I found Clay uh, and then I, I set a meeting with him, sat down with him. And he, he basically um, just, you know, explained the whole process with me. Uh, so I got a, a, a much uh, better understanding of, of how it works. Right. So I, I guess to simplify it, it's, it's, it's not, we never teach it as an investment, right? It's like, um, it's almost like uh, it's, it's a wealth foundation, you know, it's where everything starts. And it's not for everybody as, as well, because not everybody can, you know, it doesn't make sense if you're not capable of, of saving, let's say, you know, 600 a month, a thousand a month, you know, because some people are not there yet. You know, there's a lot of, uh, I always tell people, if you're not ready for this yet, then you can go read uh, Gordon Ramsay's book. You know, what was that book that he had? Have you, have you, um... Gordon Ramsay? No, no, sorry. Dave Ramsay. Dave Ramsay. Dave oh, yeah, Ramsay. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So most people has, probably, has, huh? most people probably only know Dave Ramsay and how he's, you know, cause I've heard Dave Ramsay for years, right? He's like, you know, why would you spend a bunch of money on whole life when you can get term life insurance for cheap? Yes. And it's like, yes, absolutely. Ding, 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 bingo. You know, if you're wanting life insurance, then yeah. you should probably have term life insurance. If you want yeah. a really, really good savings account that you can leverage and have access to and is going to compound for you, and you can pass on tax free to the next generation, then you it's, need it's a properly like, structured whole life policy, right? Yeah, absolutely. There's no better way no, to no, say it. Listen, money. I actually, yeah, I actually read his book, uh, Dave Ramsey's book, uh, The Total Money Makeover. And I, I, I agree with a lot of his teachings, man, because I went through that process, right? In the beginning, it's like, hey, you cut everything out, right? And then you put a ledger and you write every single expenses that you have and you, you make sure that whatever you, you're taking in, you're, you have a percentage that you're putting to the side, you know, to save, right? Yeah. So I get all that concept. And a lot of people are probably, you know, need to go through that process before, you know, they, they can start doing stuff that, that we're, we're doing, you know. But as far as this, like uh, creating generational wealth, you know, there's really no better uh, tool, you know. And we use this as well for, for um college funding. I'm, I'm thinking about doing another two for my kids, you know, cause I, I'm already in my second one right now, you know? Oh, okay. So, so, so going back to, to, to that concept, it's, it's, it's almost too, it's, it's simple yet. Yeah, it's, it's hard to understand, right? So you're creating a, um, basically a savings account where you can collateralize. So the key word there is you can collateralize it. 
So you leave your money where it continues to grow uninterrupted, you know, and you can actually benefit from the compound interest, you know, because in the beginning, like, like they say, you know, like, it's kind of like watching paint dry, you know, like you look at it, it grows really slow, but once you get to like the seventh year and then the eighth year and then the ninth year and then the 15th year and then the 20th year, and then you're like, Oh man, I'm so glad I started this, you know? Right. So that's really when you see the power of it, you know? So, so yeah, I mean, in relation to real estate, it, it really is just like, Hey, I'm, I have my, my infinite banking here. This is my bank. Right. So I just, whenever I have deals, I pull the money out. I use it for, uh, I deploy it for real estate. Recently I've, I've deployed it to the stock market, you know, um, what a blockchain crypto, whatever you're, you're into, you know, while this money is still growing, right? So the, you have your money here sitting, compounding at 5%, 6%, and it's not being interrupted. Mm-hmm. So your, your con, this money is cons- constantly growing while this one is working. So you almost have two asset classes working for you, you know? Yeah, that's that's real compounding, right? When you got yeah, your money compound. growing here and a real estate deal making you money here yeah. and stocks making you money here. I mean, that's yeah, it's, it's, it's hard too, man, because there's a lot of products out there that people are actually selling, like, you know, like Universal and all that stuff that it doesn't really do the same thing, you know, like, like you're looking for that guarantee, right? Because a lot of people will sell something else and then it doesn't perform the way it's supposed to, you know? So, so that's that. It gives it a bad name, I would say. Oh yeah. You know? so it's hard. You can say like, Hey, uh, that's what, that's another reason why I wanted to kind of do this, uh, the lessons, because I feel like, Hey, it's really important to kind of get this in people's mind. Like you almost have to hear it like what, 10 times before it, it clicks, you know, before it registers. Right. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. And one thing I think is important for the, for the GLE network, like, so many things we hear about, you know, we, we hear about this thing and we just dismiss it before we even actually look into it or think about it, yeah. you know, like from, you know, you'll hear about this concept and it's like, Oh, well that, you know, that's too good to be true. It can't, you know, I'm, I don't, I don't need to pay attention to that, whatever you, you might ask people in your network, right. You might ask your mom or your dad or your brother or whatever. And they're like, Oh, that's a scam. Yeah. Why are you doing that? Right. But yeah. They only know what their circle knows, right? Just like our families said, you know, go be an engineer, go be a doctor, go be whatever, right? But until you actually go listen and look into these things and find people, you know, I think the important thing is making sure you find people that are doing what you want to do. You know, they're doing yeah. the things that you're looking into, right? Like, it's go kinda, learn from them. Like, Don't talk to people who aren't doing it. What do they know? Yeah, man. It's like that saying, uh, what is that like? When you're ready, the, the master will appear, yeah. right? When the student like, is ready, the master appears, right? Yeah. So, you don't, most people, I mean, you have to want it, right? You have to want wealth. You have to want success in order to, to, to be open to, to different ideas, you know, or just be open to something, something different, you know? So, that's, that's probably the hardest part for most people to kind of, to kind of understand. And, and the people that, you know, most people out there are not, are not there, you know, they, right. they don't have, I guess they don't have that drive. I would say, you know, like you got to want it. It's sure. it's not an easy path, but you got to want it. Right. Definitely not an easy path. And, and you do have to want it for sure. So, you know, for somebody, Joe, that, that might be looking into this or wanting to learn more, 
about what you're sharing today, where, where would they go to find more information? Well, you can go to the website like uh, upplandingedge.com or rpedge.com. Uh, Clay's website or my website, you know, like uh, I work with him with, uh, with everything, you know. So you have there's, there's tons of videos over there that would keep people busy. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, interesting w- stuff. W- watch man, it, sure. you know, figure out it's something that uh, you want to add to your uh, to your uh, arsenal, you know, your financial tools, you know. So, yeah, I think what the way you described it, I think is really important. You know, it's it's because uh, most people think, you know, they hear about something and they think you're trying to sell them some magic bullet or or whatever. Right. Like there, there is no magic bullet to, to getting wealthy. None. There's hard work. There's a lot of different ways to do it. Yeah. You know, that having having a tool like what you're describing is one piece of it's one piece of uh-huh. your strategy, right? Of a, yeah. a much bigger strategy. And and you know, I think that's so important because there's so many people that you know they'll they'll preach their one thing, right? And it's like, well, you know, that one thing might be a good thing, but it's not everything. It's not <laughs> everything, you know. Exactly. You're always looking for the most efficient way, you know, like especially when when it comes down to like the whole concept of infinite banking, it's like trying to get the, the money that you're, you're giving away unknowingly and unnecessarily, right? You're trying to like recapture that. So it's, it's more like a hedge than anything, you know, like letting your money grow somewhere where, and the life insurance aspect of it is just a bonus, which is great. And if anything happens to me, my family is, is, is set, you know? So, right. Right. And there's yeah. just, that's like the bonus part to me. Like, I don't even care about that. You know, like, I don't use it for that, but that's just a, a great, a great bonus in the end, you know? So. Yeah, for sure. And you know, I, I think most people, and, and maybe I'm thinking talking most people who aren't wealthy, right? Cause wealthy people have been doing this for, for generations and yeah. it's really for them a way to protect their wealth because otherwise they're going to hit with, get hit with death tax and all sorts of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, this, like, I didn't even realize that that uh that was a problem for people you know because i'm not from a super duper wealthy family but well you know, i'm for not people not that have me neither you know yeah so for people that have serious money right like death tax i mean that's that is a huge thing where like you know when they die yeah. they're losing like half their wealth right it's crazy I, dude, I met i met a guy when i was learning when i was learning about like real estate in california i flew to california I took my wife there i met a guy that had 16 policies <laughs> Jeez. 16 policies and he's just putting everything in it you know because he oh, knows no. what's going to happen it's bit, yeah, like you said like it's, it's how to transfer wealth to the next generation and you can access it right whenever you want you know so you, you get to that 10 15 20 year you can just access the money you know if you decide hey one day 20 years later hey i don't want to do this anymore you take it out, but why would yeah. you, you know, every, every dollar you put in at that time, you'll probably get like 60, 70% return in your money, you know, which is writing, a, writing a check, you know? Yeah. So. And this is, you know, for those that are financial planners and, and financial planning, right. There's everyone's talking 401ks and Roth IRAs and all this stuff. So you got tax deferred accounts, you got tax now accounts, and then there's no tax accounts, which, mm-hmm. which, which you need to, right. And again, it's, you know, that's one, that's one piece of that bigger, of that bigger picture for, for people yeah. that, that are doing those things. Yeah, man. So Joe, man, it's been super fun. What are you up to today? And, uh, 
you got anything exciting you want to share with the audience and where can people find you? No, I'm, I'm, I'm really like right now I'm going to, I'm going to train. I'm probably going to go to the gym here and swim, you know, swim for like an hour. Do I'm it, just, man. I'm just a little bit nervous with this, uh, this, this Ironman thing, you know, I don't even know why, why, uh, normally I, I was, I was preparing for six months, you know, to get to like April and then it gets canceled. And then now I'm, I'm signed up like 30 days later. I'm like, Oh gosh. How old are you, man? Yeah. I'm, I'm 40. I just turned 40. Oh my goodness, dude. You're yeah. brave. How are you? How are you? I'm yeah. a baby. I'm a baby. I just turned 32. Oh wow, man! I'm just a child, and I, you know, At 32. I was. Just, I would never you know, have guessed you were 40, viewer. but I have a story because you know you you've aged very well. You do not look 40. You look young. <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> I'm the opposite, man. I was at the office. I just have to work harder, man. Like, you know, you work out now, like you work out, like your life depends on it. You know, like I'm like struggling and crawling, but I'm like, I got to go, you know, man, I was, I I was talking to someone the other day and, uh, you know, this was like in my twenties. Right. So, so a few years back and and they were like, they, they made some comment and I was like, how old do you think I am? And they thought I was in my forties. And I was like, man, I must've been drinking too much scotch and smoking too many cigars in my twenties. <laughs> so apparently I looked in my forties, man. When did you get married? I got married to, uh, let's see, 20, I was 29. So 29, four, okay. April, April 21st, 2018. Okay. That sound right. So Three years, three years. Okay. So, yeah, man. So, I mean, three years. Baby, just, had, right? just had the first baby on September 1st. And, uh, so amazing. You're gonna have, uh it's great, dude. Like you'll, um, you'll have a lot of fun, you know, I'm gonna, you got it, two it kids, you, right? Like this is like, huh? Two kids. Yeah. Two, two. I got a, I got a two and, um, and, um, six year old He's turning six next week. So, awesome, man. Uh, preparing for that party for next week, you know, Ninja Turtle party for the kids, you know? So, (laughs) but yeah, that's, uh, I'm done, man. That's it. No more kids. Uh Oh, don't (laughs) take a lot of your time. I'm done with two. Two is good for me. You know, I got a, my other buddy had, had his, uh, second, but his second was twins. And so he has three and and he threw in the towel too. (laughs) Do you want more or what? Nah, he's, he's done. How about you? Oh yeah. We want, we want more. We'll see what we'll see what God blesses us with. We 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 have a baby girl. I def, I want to try for a boy for sure. Yeah, but um, no, they're they're a lot of fun, man. You just, I mean, I look at my girl and it's like oh, I just kind of melt, you know. Like it's great. Oh, like man. I love it. Like I don't even do any. I don't even go out anymore. I just I like hanging out with the family. Yeah, God knew I needed a baby girl, man. She's she's yeah, softened yeah. my heart. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh man, such a such That's a sweet, awesome, dude. Congratulations. Sure. I'm I'm really happy for you. Well, everybody, make sure you go find Joe. You can find him at upplanningedge.com or learn more about uh, what he's talking about at rpedge.com as well. You're on, uh, are, are you on any of the socials that you want to share? I'm on Facebook. I'm on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. I mean, I'll get into the, the video things eventually, man. I got this whole year, I just kind of veered off, you know, from it. Like I, I yeah. just focus on this whole thing, you know, so. you know, I, that's what entrepreneurs do, man. They adjust, right. They got to adjust. You, there are lots of business adjust, owners you know, that like had I, to do a complete 180 this year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You have to adjust like all my, my real estate business is all online now. I don't even go to appointments anymore, you know? No so way. just automated everything calls, closing on the phone, you know, everything just online, you know, no more, no more, um, 
going to the property, which is actually good. It's good and it's bad. You know, it's like you just I'm stuck at the house, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. Awesome, man. Well, good talking to you, Joe. You're Thanks catching for coming on the show, man. brother. All right, man. Take care. If you think someone would benefit from hearing this episode or any of this content, please share it and send them over to GoLeadEverything.com to learn more. It has been amazing to hear about all the individuals who listen to and are getting value from the content here at GLE. Thank you for your support. You are the reason we do what we do. See you next time and go lead everything.